Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. G'day. We've got to stop meeting like this twice in one week. This is getting ridiculous. But um, seriously, we need to talk. Um, one of the guys loosely affiliated with Fringe, one of the ladies who... She got released from prison last night, and she's been asking for help. Um, to give you a bit of an idea, this young lady is a single mum. She's lost her kids in the past, um, had it pretty rough, and wants to make a go of things. And this is just to give you an idea. She was released from prison around 6.37pm last night. Now, this happens a bit. Um, where the prison will release someone basically when it's too late for them to do too much about it. A lot of the time these people end up on the streets very quickly. A lot of the time these people end up um, being rearrested or going back in within the first week or two. Um, reason being is because we don't give them much of a chance. We release them often late at night, 7 o'clock or something, um, you're meant to, on that first day, go to housing, go to Centrelink, go to parole, go to this, go to that. How can you do that when you're released at 6.30, 7pm at night? That's just ridiculous. So, if you can find shelter for the night, if not, you're on a park bench somewhere hoping you don't get picked up, because in that time you can also get arrested for not presenting to those places to get the help you need, to parole and whatever. But, if you're circumnavigating lucky enough to get through all that, you might end up in a place like this wonderful young lady is where um, you've got a record, it's for drug use, and um, you're left with nowhere to live, no one to give you a chance, no one to give you an opportunity. This young lady would love to find a place away from um, all the history, all the resources, all the people she knows who are in the life, part of the life and caught up in that. If she's going to stand a chance on the outside, that's what's going to happen. But the problem being is those people from a previous life, her friends, um, will help her. They will give her a room. They will look after her. It won't take long before she's back in the life again. Society, our world, our Christian brothers and sisters wouldn't give her a space. More often than not, the world is set up so these guys come out and they've got a choice of going back to a life which is going to get them tr in trouble, then get them back in prison, probably end up six foot under somewhere. Or a society which doesn't accept them, churches which often won't love them, impossible to find work, impossible to find somewhere to live. We set them up to fail again and again and again, and I'm fed up with it. 
But the thing which has really, really got me going this week um, has been something which has been niggling away, but, but this is not related to this girl, but um, some wonderful, nice, good-hearted Christians have been getting involved in the Moreton Bay area and thereabouts with this wonderful thing where some particular coffee shops and a few different groups and some online groups naming and shaming criminals. You know, let's get them up there. Let's put their face all over the place so you know who these people are. The newspapers do it. The Courier Mail did it not that long ago with uh, uh, one of the ladies who they had on the front page of the newspaper as a drug trafficker. These are the new drug traffickers to keep an eye out for. I know. See, yes, yeah, she was a drug trafficker. She was arrested. She served a time. She come out again, a single mum. Uh, she's got a couple of kids. She's trying to build the best life she possibly can for herself. And this is going back many years where she was caught. Her face is put all over the front page of the paper again to say, look out for this dangerous criminal. She's done a time. She's trying to turn her life around. And yet we try to isolate her. What really irritates me is when Christians act like this. There's a particular church on the north side of Brisbane, which I know, which uh, has um, followed someone around to make sure that they're, they're a good parent or this, that and the other, or they're not using or whatever it is with all the best of intentions. And all they do is put a spotlight on this person, which makes it impossible for them to live and to move forward with their life. This is a disgusting practice. Whatever happened to love, compassion and grace? You know, that we're called to be witnesses. It's so hard to be a witness when you're constantly putting yourself in the judge's seat. You look at so much in the world, in, in church world and Christian world, um, in the States, for example, one statistic which I like to use is, is the abortion rate. Oh, I said that word. People are going to get angry. The abortion rate inside church is higher than outside church. The women inside the church, part of the congregation, are more likely to have an abortion than ones in the secular world. Why is that? Because the church has been put into this place and so keen to show what we stand against that we forgot what we stand for. What would happen if they showed love and compassion to these women who are in tough, horrible situations, who are, are pondering that kind of thing because they don't feel they have any other choice? Maybe if you could love and show compassion and bring these people into your home and actually care about them, those statistics would change. What are we doing? When we've got Facebook groups who are in the Moreton Bay area and stuff, who are sole purpose is to spread pictures and images of stories which aren't confirmed in any way, shape or firm, or don't even know the stories about someone who might have taken some nappies or a loaf of bread or whatever. Let's, let's get this person, you know, let's form lynch mobs and chase them down. Let's get to know them and what they're doing. Are you kidding? You don't know their story. Spend some time with them. Talk to them. Develop love and compassion. 
there's a big difference between someone who steals something because they've got starving children at home to someone who's fairly wealthy and just steals something because they're a kleptomaniac and want to kick. Get to know their stories. Get to know the people. What right have you got to judge them and to follow them around to try and get dirt or whatever on them? This is ridiculous. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. It's not Christian. Christianity is about love and compassion. Talking to them. Finding out why they are doing what they're doing. And maybe in that process you can find out how better to love them. How better to be Christ to them. How better to draw out the Imago Dei, the image of God, which is already existing in these people who are suffering under our system, which is stuffed. <laughs> it really is. It's messed up. Our whole political system and everything is designed for the people on the bottom to fail. A friend of mine put something up about the robo-debt thing, and the only thing I could think of was, um, you know, there's that, that old saying... Positions of power, and power only comes to those who are willing to stoop low enough to pick it up. Sadly, too often that's true. Money, finances corrupt. Look at church world. Look at all the scandals and things and the stuff which has happened. Have you ever heard of that happening in the little church where there's no money, where the pastor doesn't get paid, where, where things are rough? It's always the... The guys with the mega churches and the, 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 the lots of money pouring in, that money corrupts. That money creates sin, the temptation for them to use and abuse for oneself instead of loving and caring and showing compassion to those who are broken, like Christ actually did. A lot of the times I doubted if Christ turned up to the churches today. I think most churches would bolt the doors and turn him away. We don't want that riffraff in here. We don't want people like that. We, we love to talk about Christ and all the wonderful, beautiful things and the love and compassion he showed. But you have someone who does it, you think they're insane. Where's the disconnect? What are we doing? This breaks my heart again and again. You want to make a difference in the world? Start treating people with more respect. Start getting to know people. Ask good questions. Get to know what's behind the problems. Being hard on crime doesn't work. Stalking people who you suspect have done something wrong definitely doesn't work. Naming and shaming people on the internet doesn't work. All it does is ruin people's lives. Particularly when they get it wrong. When it's someone like that lady I was talking about before who served a time as trying to get on with her life and do have a wonderful life and, and grow and bring up beautiful young children into to grown adults and we won't let her escape her past. It's disgusting. I don't know what else to say, but my heart breaks again and again and again for these people. Look, the Fringe Church, we're only a very small church. There's not many of us, but all of us, our passion 
and our heart is for those people. We want to start making real change and real difference in the world. We want to be working with domestic violence perpetrators. We want to be working with all the people coming out of prison. We want to be working with people with substance abuse. We want to, not only working with, we want to build a home for them where they can belong to something bigger than themselves, where they can feel loved, where they can feel supported by someone who isn't from that old life, who's just going to drag them back into it. Maybe then we'll start to change the world. Join us. You don't have to come along to Fringe Church, but take on that attitude. Our door's always open. You're always welcome to come in and talk to us, to have a chat, to, to reach out to myself or Andrew or one of the guys that um, do something. Enough's enough, hey? Always think of the the beginning of Isaiah. Is, 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 Isaiah is probably one of my favorite books, but just to wrap it up, a bit of scriptural sort of stuff, the beginning of Isaiah where God, you can hear his heart breaking as he says, I have enough incense offerings. I have enough gold. I have enough of all this stuff. Will you please just love my people? Thousands of years later, and we still miss it. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today.